there was a period of a few years where I really immersed myself in some dark stuff. And by that, I mean dark reading, stuff about the 20th century history, World War II, things like that, books that had the word blood in the title or terror in the title, stuff like that. And you might be wondering why I would subject myself to that or even decide to do that. But there was a lot of value in the process. And that's what I'm going to talk about today on the podcast. So I'm Chris Waldheims, and this is the Hyper Memoir podcast, where we're dedicated to finding and growing the creative voice. So one of the ways that I was able to grow my creative voice and sort of connect with my past and connect with my family's past is by looking really closely at these dark episodes that happened in history. I'm a big believer in the idea of intergenerational trauma and how things that happened to the people before you, your ancestors, can have an impact on who you are today and how you see yourself today and the circumstances that you find yourself in today. And my personal history, my family history on my mother's side, they come from a small country called Latvia, which is on the Baltic Sea, Northern Europe. It had been part of the Soviet Union. So it's one of the group of countries that people will generally refer to as post-Soviet countries. It's an independent country now, but for most of the 20th century, it was occupied by the Soviet Union. And this is after World War II, where it really suffered a lot of trauma. I think I've read estimates in the books, in the reading I've done, that it lost between a quarter and a third of its population in World War II. So it was one of the places that was hardest hit by the war, and it's the place where my family fled from before coming to North America and settling here. And a lot of what they experienced, and as I've mentioned in other podcasts, I believe, I, I didn't really learn of their experience until I was an adult. That's because I was adopted, and it wasn't really something that we talked about or that my adoptive family even knew about. So I had to discover a lot of this on my own. So as important as it was, it became pretty shocking to me. You know, it was shocking to see that my family had gone through all this stuff or just the scale of devastation that occurred in Europe and around the world at that time. I mean, a lot of the books, if I was just to sort of characterize or boil down a lot of the vibe of these books that I'm reading about World War II history and European history and Holocaust history and all this stuff related to what was going on there, we're talking about you know, things like deaths on the scale of millions and torture and deportation and all the worst things that humans can do to one another. And so when we're talking about a journey of growth, it seems sort of retrograde to get into this stuff, doesn't it? It seems a little bit, why would you want to focus on that? Why would you want to pay attention to the so-called negative when you should be focused on the positive? And I'm a big believer in focusing on the positive, but I'm also a big believer in confronting and integrating the darkness. And it's really important. I think everybody has it. Even if it's not in your life, it's in your family. And as I said a moment ago, big believer in intergenerational trauma. There are things in my life, there are ways that I would behave where I learned that it really wasn't about things I had experienced, but things that somehow had been passed down to me from my parents or grandparents or great grandparents, just reactions or fears or these things that sort of gripped me. You know, we, we have them. And I think even science is coming to terms with the fact that there is some sort of genetic inheritance. Not going to go too much into that, but I think a lot of you 
maybe know intuitively what I'm talking about. I'm talking about intergenerational trauma and how as part of our journey of growth, it becomes important. And I would even say critical to learn to integrate and incorporate the darkness that preceded us. And it's not to dwell on it. It's not to be overcome by it, but it is to acknowledge it and look at it because looking away from it isn't going to make it go away. And it's not going to help with healing. It's sort of like trying to heal a bullet wound without first removing the bullet. And that might be difficult. It might be messy. It might be hard, but real healing can't exist if the thing that caused the pain or something that caused the pain is living under the skin unaddressed. And I think there's a lot of people in this world who go through life this way. I feel like a lot of the troubles we even see nowadays, whether it's politically or socially or within nations, between nations, a lot of it comes from people not actually wanting to look into that trauma. There's a lot of people who remember it, but there's a lot of people who want to push it under the carpet. And even among those who remember it, there's a lot of people who might remember it factually, but really don't engage with it emotionally. And so for me, that's become the game um, off and on, I think more a few years ago than not, but um, it's really become an off and on pursuit of mine to make sure that I'm incorporating and looking at all of this stuff that happened with my family. Because to be frank, bringing my family story into all of this. So I've been talking about finding and growing creative voice, but another thread that's important and I think speaks closely to my purpose and why I'm here doing this podcast or writing or doing a lot of things that I do, it's really to tell that family story, but also in a way that I think shares the lessons I learned with other people. So it's not just about here's an interesting story, but rather I want to make sure that I can present it to other people. And so for me, part of that process and learning how to do it is transmuting that negative, let's just say for lack of a better term, into positive, somehow turning that into gold. And that's something that I'm committed to and want to share with you a little bit what I've learned about that. So as a lot of you might be already familiar with the work of Carl Jung, um, I've encountered his books, I've read his books a little bit, and I've kind of dabbled in it. But one thing I've learned, and I think the first thing you would learn if you are studying Carl Jung, and I think a lot of other psychiatrists and maybe psychoanalysts, I think that's how they term themselves. Um, it's this concept of the shadow. So the dark side of the psyche, the stuff that we want to keep away, keep hidden because it's too painful or too shameful or something like that. But I think what Jung said and what he wrote about is, um, and here's actually a quote from him that I pulled. It says that everyone carries a shadow and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is, which is what I found to be true. I feel like through my life, I was holding a lot of this pain inside me, not looking at it. And it really affected me unconsciously in the choices I made and the fears that I had. And as soon as I started encountering it and looking at it face to face, it loses a lot of its power. It's not sort of sitting there in the background doing what it wants, wreaking havoc on our lives, but we can actually take account of it and see what it is. And by looking at it, really come to terms. And so that for me was why it was so important that I look into these episodes of brutality and oppression and pain, because that's where my ancestral roots come from. I come from a place with a lot of that. And I think that maybe somehow a lot of that ended up in my shadow self, which again, I'm kind of going off maybe on a little bit of a tangent here. Um, and it is natural to want to look away from the darkness, but I 
told myself that I wouldn't. I told myself that if I was to sort of get to a place of healing and reconciliation, I would have to look at this stuff, which is what I did. And it's it's interesting because I do try to move myself into a positive mental attitude, a positive vibe in life. But I think maybe if you do that to the exclusion of dealing with the negative, not only do you lose a lot of power in your own creativity. So a lot of the things that I've learned and incorporated and integrated into my conscious life has become part of my art, has become part of what I've written about. And I think that's what's going to give it power as it's out there is people seeing the contrast between the dark and the light, right? So if you only have light, things, they don't have power. And I see this a lot sometimes in different spiritual communities. And while I appreciate it all, I think that if I do detect that people aren't looking at the darkness or looking at it in a way that's constructive, it's missing a lot. I feel like that maybe that's what people mean by the term spiritual bypassing, where you sort of stay positive, but you're missing the negative. And I've seen a lot of people who, you know, aspire to be spiritual or positive or whatever. And sometimes they can be kind of, hmm, how to put this nicely, difficult people to deal with. And it's usually, and I can tell that it's usually because they have some sort of personal issue or intergenerational issue or something like that, that they haven't really looked at because they're the kind of people when you meet them, they're all about positivity and only positivity. So I think that's a trap that I prefer to avoid. And I recommend that other people try to avoid too. So I felt that as I looked at the shadow, as I started reading about these things, it started to give me strength, if nothing else, an appreciation for what my family went through and was able to overcome, and then how much better my own life is. Because it's really easy, especially in the modern world, to take for granted what we have. But when you're reading about deportations and mass executions and all this horrible shit, and then you look at your life, and for a lot of us here in the United States or in the West or in a lot of parts of the world, yes, there are problems but not on that scale, to be frank, not on that scale. And so for me to compare that and appreciate what happened before me even makes me feel more gratitude. So that alone, if that's all it did, that would be enough, but it does more. And like I said, it was a difficult journey. And I won't say that reading about this stuff or exploring this stuff was necessarily pleasant. In fact, it wasn't. You know, there are times when I felt almost physically ill. And I felt weak and I felt very emotional. I felt angry. I felt hurt. I felt confused as to why all this stuff could happen. And um, rather than resist them, what I learned to do is to sit with the feelings, to feel the feelings. And I think that's something that I've only learned relatively recently in my adult life, rather than try to run from the feelings or numb them or move away from them, really move into them really process them. Um, This is something that anybody can learn to do. So it's really an embrace. And I think we can have that. You know, there are ways of transmuting that subconscious darkness into a form of healing. And one of the things that, you know, even from a young age, I think, as I mentioned, I was adopted, but before that I lived in a lot of foster homes and my life was kind of tumultuous. So it was really interesting to actually see how my family history connected to my own personal tumult and dislocation. But anyway, um, what I almost came to naturally and intuitively as a child is art as a way to process that trauma. So, um, you know, as I felt these things, I would draw, you know, there's things I would, I would 
kind of come back to. I, you know, I draw all kinds of stuff that when I look back at it, it was just me as a child trying to process a lot of what I felt into a place where I had some sort of control. Um, the art allowed me to share a, na- a narrative, allowed me to create a narrative for myself and sort of create this world for myself that in a way sort of protected me from stuff and helped me to process stuff. So I think it's true with a lot of other people. And one of the things that I'll share more about in a later episode is also my grandfather was an artist. His name is Zanus of all times. You can look him up. He spells of all times with a W, but Zanus of all times, he was an abstract geometric artist. And he fled from Latvia. So as I mentioned, my, a lot of my family left Latvia late forties after the war. And so he came to Montreal. And then when he got to Montreal in the fifties, he started developing this philosophical idea that he expressed through geometric art. And he spent the next 40 or so years working on that, creating artwork. But one of the things that became clear, it was his sort of looking for a sense of order in the world that had gone completely chaotic for him. So he was looking for this sense of order and art was a way to do it. So it was really interesting to me to discover as an adult that I was just another sort of person in this tradition of being creative as a way to process and that's also what I did, um, you know, what I what I felt was, so, okay, taking all this stuff in, bringing it in, understanding it, feeling it, that's not the end. The end was actually to express this. Now that I've brought this into my being, now that I've looked at it, how do I release it? How do I process it? For me, that was writing a book. So I wrote a book and I'm going to keep mentioning it on this podcast. And when it's available, of course, I'll let everybody know. But the point of the book was to tell a story, but also tell a story about transmuting the darkness into something that's positive. And that's really what that book did for me personally. And I think that the story in the book and the theme in the book will help other people kind of see how that path works. And maybe, you know, by looking at my story and the story of my family and the things that I was able to experience and express, maybe other people will be able to have that journey as well. That's my hope. But I think for me, to now take all this stuff that had been incomprehensible and difficult and start putting it into a form, start turning it into a narrative, start um, integrating it together and give me perspective. So I think this, the next move is self-expression because one of the things that I'll say, you know, we're, we're talking about sort of art and trauma and art and healing trauma and stuff like that is as I was writing the book, one of the things that would often happen is if I was recounting a particularly difficult episode from my life, so not the historical stuff, which is in there, but sort of as context, but talking about my life, maybe talking about um, being separated from my mother as a child or other things that for me are very emotional, um, it would in a way, I guess for lack of a better term, re-traumatize me. So it would bring up all these emotions. So one of the things I'm want to tell you here is I want to share with you is that um, if this is something that you're called to do, if it's, if you're called to look more deeply at this sort of shadow stuff, make sure you have support, look into it and, um, you know, understand that it's not going to be easy. And sometimes you have negative reactions. I mean, I, I wrote about things and there was one time I wrote about a particularly difficult episode. I think it was from when I was a teenager And I had to go for a walk. I walked, I think, like six miles, just like walking briskly around my neighborhood. And I had to call my adopted sister and basically tell her, look, man, I'm like angry right now. I don't want to go home. I feel like I'm 13 years old. I'm like ready to lash out. So it can bring stuff up is my point. So, you know, whether it's 
a friend or someone else, um, just make sure you have support is what I would say. You know, it's easy for maybe me to say on the other side, but, um, you know, it's, it's a difficult path, but I think it's worthwhile. It's, it's, it's something. So I don't know. I think if we're going to reduce this all down to steps, which I'd like to, you know, I'd like to help you all maybe go down this road if you're inspired to do it is, you know, if we're kind of bringing it back together. Um, first step, three steps here, I'm going to sort of put it into is acknowledge the shadow. So just like I've been talking about, uh, find ways to look these dark things in the face. My experience has been that the more you try to ignore them, the more they creep up. And that's even what Carl Jung was saying. He was talking about how the shadow is this unexpressed, this stuff that we hide away, the stuff that we're ashamed about. If you bring that into the light, if you look at that, it loses its power. So that's what I would say. It's it's about confronting the negative emotions and experiences instead of avoiding them. So number two is now, now that you have that, now that you've brought that up, now that you're looking at that, the second step is to use art to transmute into pain. So that's where self-expression comes into play. That's where creative voice comes into play. How are you going to release that? How are you going to turn that into something that exists outside of you? How are you going to recontextualize? How are you going to give yourself perspective? My answer, and I think the answer that I'm persuaded is proper, is art, artwork. And that can be writing. That can be music. It can be anything. I mean, even if it's just journaling, it doesn't need to be art with a capital A. Just something that expresses, right? So something that comes out of you, something that's created in the world, can be, like I said, journal on your phone, if that's what it is. You know, you don't have to have any special skills. So transmuting. And then the third, and this is obviously difficult, but I think it does tie into the overall theme here of sharing the creative voice and growing the creative voice is sharing it with the world. So for me, as I mentioned, a lot of the stuff that I've written about, or even the stuff that I talk about here on the podcast is deeply personal. And the second step of turning it into art was helpful, but I've found there's a lot of new value I'm getting out of sharing with you and sharing with the people who I'm sharing my writing with and who I will share my writing with. I, I feel like getting another person's perspective on your experience and sharing the load. That's when the transmutation occurs. You know, you take something that would, could be seen as negative like a family being deported and turn that into something positive, you know, turn that into a positive message of yet we're still here yet. We've survived yet. We're healthy, right? Yet we're still living, you know, those of us who are, so there's always something to be grateful for. And I think sharing it really, really brings that home. So hopefully this episode has been helpful. Hopefully I've sort of changed your view on a certain things because, you know, as I've said, in talking with different people who are into personal growth and this kind of healing of, of trauma and pain, I've seen a number of people who it is kind of a realization that you'd want to go into the dark to come to the light that, you know, that's going to be the way. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's you. I don't know if it's anybody that you know, but regardless, thanks for listening. Really appreciate you spending the time with me. And if you have a moment, I wouldn't mind if you left a review, if this had any kind of impact on you. That helps other people find it. And obviously, if you do get value out of this, if I've said anything that you think would benefit other people, I'd love if you spread the word. I'd love if you shared this episode with somebody. 
no pressure, but it'd be really cool if you did. And then, um, you know, there's also a newsletter. You can kind of find that if you go to Hyper Memoir on Instagram, you can find the Instagram and a whole bunch of other stuff trying to stay consistent there. So would love you to show up so that we can talk about this stuff more. Thanks again.